0: Welcome to the Christchurch London podcast. We have recently moved our Sunday services and midweek connect groups online to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Join us for Church at Home this Sunday by logging on to christchurchlondon.online.church at 10am, 11am, 5pm, 7pm or 8pm for worship, prayer and our weekly sermon. We're now going to hear the talk from this week's Church at Home service. Hello, Christchurch London. Before I say anything else, can I just say I miss you guys. And I so much look forward to the time when we will be able to be together and see each other face to face again. Also, big hello to you who are not a regular part of Christchurch London. We really enjoy having you as part of our online community. And personally, I have the joy of journeying through the STEPS course and the STEPS process With quite a number of you there are more than a hundred of us from different places in London and across the UK and even in from distant nations who are part of this course and that's just an amazing adventure to experience so we are now focusing on good fruits the fruits of the Spirit and I was asked to talk about patience and I gladly accepted it but Honestly, I almost regretted it later on. So just a couple of weeks ago, I had this innocent cup of coffee with my wife and she randomly asked me, so what are you going to talk about? And when I said patience, she just burst into laughter. And of course, I immediately signed her up for the next marriage course and felt really unjustly accused. And then I remembered the very same morning, She had asked me to put up some curtains and these were not your regular curtains they threw all kinds of dirty tricks at me and i just couldn't do it and i felt this anger fuming on the inside and i got angry with god who created me with these 10 thumbs and i got really frustrated with her i mean i told her when we got married darling you are marrying a handsome man not a handyman so she should know not to ask me about things like this and Of course I was quite mad at myself as well. So you can imagine my self-confidence wasn't very high when I started preparing for this talk and maybe it's a bit of the same for you. Just when you heard the word patience your confidence may have taken a dive. Quite many of us have experienced a lack of patience when our internet connections haven't really worked at this period of time and we are so dependent on them and so on and so forth. Um, well, there is comfort to receive and there's help to be had because we're going to focus on patients today and we will see that there is really a, a strong comfort to find in us having the right perspective on patients. Paul talks about it as a fruit. That was a great comfort to me. I know enough about fruits to know that they are a result of a natural process. And if I kind of go to a fruit on the tree somewhere in the process and start to wonder about it, I would have to realize that this fruit is perfect as far as it has reached in its natural growth. And maybe that is something for us to consider, maybe particularly for those of us who are a bit too self-critical or self-judgmental. Here's a good exercise for us. Go to the mirror, preferably when your housemaid or spouse isn't around, and then say to yourself, you, my friend, is perfect as far as you have reached in your natural growth. It is actually a good exercise. Well, some would then ask, well, how can I know that I am in a natural growth? Well, that leads us to the next point. Paul talks about this as fruits of the Spirit which means that it's not our fruit. They are not results of our self-discipline or our endeavors. They are the result of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. is like an artist and I'm like a canvas. And his model is Jesus Christ. So he is recreating the character of Jesus Christ in us. This is the renewal of the Holy Spirit in our lives, taking us back to our origin as people, human beings, created in the image of God. So this is really nothing to do with me. It's not about my efforts. It's all about what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life. And all of this starts with an encounter with the love of God. The Danish philosopher and theologian Søren Kierkegaard, he said that love always includes three elements, love which comes from God, the beloved and the lover. So love is something that is coming not from us really, it comes from God. This is also what we heard in the wonderful talk that Tim Frisbee gave to us just some weeks ago. So. What do we know about this love? Well, Paul talks about it as the fruit of the Spirit, this love. And he talks about it not in plural, but in singular. So there's really just one fruit. It comes from God. It's produced by God. And the rest of the fruits, including patience, are different expressions of this love. This becomes clear when we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the big chapter on love in the New Testament where Paul defines what love is. And when he starts his definition, he says that love, almost like before anything else, is patience. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? And then he goes on and talks about what this love, patience is. And he says that it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. And I would claim that By talking about this, Paul is giving us a description of how this patience produced by the Holy Spirit manifests itself in our lives. It trusts, it hopes, and it perseveres. It's not only perseverance. That could easily become about my pulling myself together, my ability to do that. No, it's perseverance based in... A hope. A hope that sees something which isn't there yet, but which is to be. It's like we see the flower on the branch of the tree, but we see more than that. We see the fruit there is to come. It's a vision of something which isn't there yet, but is to come. And it's not a faint dream. It's not a faint vision. It's based in trust. Trusting that God is who he says he is, that he is able to do these things, and that he eventually will do what he has promised he will do. So, trust, hope, perseverance, that is really what patience is. And this is also what we see demonstrated in the life of Jesus. This was how he responded, how he reacted in his relationships. It comes really clear in his relationship with Peter, who was one of his disciples. We see this already in the first encounter between Peter and Jesus. It's quite unusual. Jesus just looks at him, and then he goes straight to the point without going through the normal motions of polite behavior. He says, you are Simon, son of Jonah. You will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Now, what on earth is Jesus trying to communicate here? Well, probably a couple of things at least. You are Simon, son of Jonah. Well, by saying this, Jesus is practically saying to Peter, I have all the data on you. I know what you think of yourself. I know what other people think of you. In that day, in that culture, it was quite clear that if you were the son of a fisherman you would be a fisherman and this was the case for Peter as well. It was almost like his fate was sealed. There was a strong perception of how his life would turn out. And maybe some of us can identify with this. This sense that our future isn't an open book. This sense that we are carrying wounds and frailties with us that may come from a more or less dysfunctional family background that somehow will limit us. It will somehow write our destiny. It's not an open book for us. And Jesus says, I see all of that. I know all of that. But then he also does this surprising thing. He gives him a new name. Your name shall be Peter. Now, what did that mean? Well, that means... Rock or part of a rock, something solid, something stable. And from what we know of Peter, it's almost like a joke. Because he was this hot-tempered guy. He was the one who was quick to declare his allegiance to Jesus, but then also quick to deny him. He was a hot-tempered guy who was quick to have an opinion about basically everything, but also quick to kind of give up when things really didn't go his way. Peter rock what a joke but somehow he didn't laugh and why didn't he well probably because Jesus saw a longing in him this was a character that he was longing for but had such a hard time growing into and Jesus says to him I see that I see what is not there yet but what is to be and I trust it that is patience and then we see how this relationship between Peter and Jesus develops and it's it's a bumpy ride, it really is, it goes back and forth and Peter is swapping between his new name and his old name, his new character, his old uh, character and it's, it's really a bumpy ride and at one point Peter even loses patience with Jesus and And he says, Jesus, don't talk about all the bad stuff. Don't talk about suffering and death. Let's talk about the good stuff, Jesus. The power of the kingdom and so on and so forth. And Jesus had to stop him. Things like that were happening in their relationship. And it seems like Peter is reaching the absolute low point, as we know his life, when he ends up denying Jesus. And after that, after the resurrection of Jesus, we find a guy who has given up on himself, who has lost patience with himself. I mean, he had been witnessing Jesus as the resurrected one. And probably had ge- he had guessed that an amazing advent- adventure persuading the followers of Jesus Christ. But he had given up on himself as a key player in that project. Actually, he went back to become a fisherman again. Something that he probably shouldn't have done. But Jesus didn't give up on him. He followed him. And he met him at the shore of the lake of Gennesaret. And he made breakfast for him. And when Peter came and joined Jesus at the breakfast, Jesus asked him this profound question. Do you love me? And that's how the conversation just started. And... At the end of the conversation, Jesus just turns to Peter and he said to him, follow me. So what does that show us? Well, it shows us that Jesus had not given up on Peter. He had not lost patience with him. Why? Because patience perseveres. It trusts, it hopes, it perseveres. That is how Jesus related to Peter And that is really how he relates to you and me, to us. That is his patience. And this is what the Holy Spirit is working at, recreating in our lives. It's that kind of patience. That is his model. That is what he's working towards. So how about us? How are we doing with patience right now? Are we patient with ourselves? Or do we need to confront this inner judge of ours, who is so self-critical? Do we need to be renewed in this absolute love of God to silence that judge? What about our patience with the people that we live with? It seems to be quite under pressure right now, doesn't it? It seems that our character flaws are freely flowing in a time like this. No wonder. Maybe we need a renewal in our vision of these people that we live with. Again, to see what is not there yet, but what is to become and to start to trust that again. Are we patient with God? Patience is such an integral part of our faith. In the big faith chapter, in Hebrews chapter 11, patience is all over the place in the description of these role models of faith. It's such an important part of our faith life. If we go for instant gratification in our Bible reading or in our prayers or in the Christian community, it's just a matter of time. We will crash and burn. There's a calling to learn the discipline on waiting on God, to be patient even in our relationship with God, to carry on with our spiritual disciplines of prayer, or reading the Bible, of being a faithful part of Christian community, to have patience in all of that, that God will stand true to his promises, that everything will be fulfilled. So how are we doing with all of this? And what can we do right now in terms of responding to this? If any of this have touched our hearts, what can we do? Well, if you are new to this, if faith is a new journey to you, well, you could pray a simple prayer. You could actually pray with me right now. You could pray that God will meet you where you are right now and simply say, Jesus, I don't fully know you, but I would like to get to know you. I would like to receive your forgiveness, your forgiveness of the sins that that I carry with me, the things that I am ashamed about in my life. Jesus, I want to start following you. Amen. That is a beautiful prayer and I hope you were praying that with me if this is new to you and also just to say if you were praying that prayer please get in touch with us and you will see some possibilities of getting in touch with us some different email addresses and we would get straight back to you so please do that we would love to talk more and to also have a conversation about how you can grow in the Christian life maybe you are a Christian and and you definitely feel like you need a renewal in this area of your life. Well, what can you do? Well, I think the answer is a challenging one and a simple one at the same time. It is really to letting go of our own endeavors. It is to let go of a duty-driven spirituality and say, God, I am powerless in this. I really need your help. I need to receive your spirit again to live in this sort of way with myself, with others, and with you. And if this is you, I I would just like to pray a prayer right now. And I would invite you to be part of this prayer and to receive the Holy Spirit right where you are in the room where you are right now. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are present with us right now. I thank you that you are the one forming these things in us we can't produce them ourselves. Thank you that you gave us fresh vision, fresh trust and fresh perseverance in our relationship to ourselves, to others and to you. I pray that you will help us, Holy Spirit, those of us who find ourselves struggling right now. May your presence come upon us in this very moment. Holy Spirit, we receive you we receive your renewing presence. We receive your love again. Thank you for building us. Thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you, we love you, and we honor your name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this talk from the Christchurch London podcast. To hear other talks or find out more about our Sunday services, head to christchurchlondon.org.